Right, guys, we got a nice nine game slate to talk about here on Friday. If it's your first time watching, my name is DK. I do cover content for DraftKings, uh, NFL, and NBA, as well as prize picks. Prize picks are their sponsor of the video. You can use the code DKDFS. That'll give you a 100% match up to $100. If you're not familiar, it's a player prop site where you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props. You can go up to 25x your money. All the sports that they have are listed up top. So if you guys have any questions, um, you know, you can always let me know in the comment section down below. But yeah, make sure to take advantage of that free money. And if you guys are looking for just more in-depth content, my Patreon is linked down below. So um, yeah, that's that's what I got. Um, recapping, or apologize for not uploading yesterday. Just needed a mental break Uh been going a little bit of a rough stretch recently, just like catching every bad break. So it's like, ugh, I just didn't have the energy to make a video. But let's re recap what happened uh, tonight. So uh, tonight was good day over here on Price Picks. Uh, went three for four and made uh, five hundred dollars. So uh, no complaints there. And then also had a nice win over on Bet MGM. Bet MGM. I was so confident in this one because. Got burned by this when I recommended uh, the SGA under assist in a previous prize picks video. And they just like randomly benched Giddy. So he went over. I was so incredibly mad. I was like, you know what? He is not going over six and a half. So uh, that was a very nice win uh, over there. And then as far as DraftKings go, yeah, forgettable. I mean, Quentin Grimes, one for 10 shooting. It's just like I pivot off LaMelo Ball uh, because we get the Toronto news. I played LaMelo previously. He shot like 6 of 20 um, or whatever. He shot like, I think it was 7 of 25, actually. Uh, so I pivot off LaMelo. LaMelo smashes. Pivot on to Siakam, who whenever I play can't do anything. Of course, Siakam just has like a below average game. Um, but when I fade Siakam, he goes for 70. 70. So, um, yeah, I played a 0.4% Chris Boucher. He was someone I mentioned as a contrarian play. Literally no one was on. The industry projections were projecting him for like 10 12 minutes. I thought that was wrong just because we have seen him play more in situations like this. And yeah, that was nice, uh, but it didn't really matter just because they didn't have Luca who went for like 100 again. So um, yeah, that's the recap there for DFS. And uh, all right, let's talk about this nine gamer. So Washington Orlando is the first game here. For the Wizards, Bradley Beal status still up in the air. Last game, they did start a bigger lineup with Gafford at the five. Porzingis, Kuzma, uh, Monty Morris, um, and Denny. So it'll be interesting to see if they if they run that same starting lineup again. But um, yeah, if Beal's out, I mean, Porzingis and Kuzma are the guys that have, you know, the upside, obviously. I think both would be pretty solid plays here in a good matchup against the Magic. If Beal's in, and then it's just like, yeah, the top three guys are in play. Um, if Gafford starts again, then yes, he's playable, but he's very, very prone to foul trouble. Monty Morris, if there's no Beal, yeah. Should play around 30 minutes. I think that's totally fine value play. So let's move on to the Magic, who you guys saw, they suspended like almost the entire team for that brawl because they, a lot of players left the bench area. So they're only going to have eight active players. So I'm, you better believe I'm getting that bull bull picture fired up for tomorrow because look at the Magic and see what bigs they have available. Bull bull's the only big. <laughs> I think the backup five probably will be uh, Admiral Schofield tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like this Magic team. So I think what they're going to do this starting lineup, it's going to be, in my opinion, probably Fultz, Franz Wagner, Bancaro, Bol Bol, and then Terrence Ross. 
They could start Caleb Houston. We've seen him, I think, start one game. I think it'll be either Ross or Houston that start. But yeah, only eight active guys. So you're going to get a lot of run for the Magic. So I think I have interest in basically all these guys. Bancaro should be the go-to guy. He's been quiet of late, but I expect, you know, 35 to 40 minutes from him. Franz Wagner should see a minutes increase, probably in that mid-30s minute range. I like him in the mid-range. Marco Fultz, he's been very up and down, but like... They don't have much, so like I like Fultz. I like Bull Bull. I think Bull Bull probably my favorite point-per-dollar play at 4.8K just because he's like a good point-per-minute guy. I expect him to play majority at the center position. Probably see 30-plus minutes, assuming no foul trouble. But then I like the value, too, because it's like, yeah, these guys are not going to be great point-per-minute, but they're really cheap, and with only eight active guys, these guys are all going to play a good amount of minutes. So like Terrence Ross has you know kind of been in out of the rotation not been playing a ton but he's only 3.1k and should play a lot of shooting guard small forward eligibility admiral schofield hasn't really been playing much either but like i expect him to get back up five run he's the flat min price caleb houston uh really has not been great uh but he should see minutes as should kevin harris so Probably my two least favorite would be kevin harris and caleb houston just because uh they're really not productive when they're on the court, but they're still in play. I mean, the team looks really good. Definitely my favorite team to target right now. Phoenix and Toronto. So the Suns just dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, it's been kind of a frustrating team to target of late. You know, in competitive game, I would think Chris Paul probably plays mid-30s minutes. Uh, not necessarily the best matchup. He's fine in tournaments, as is Aiden and Bridges. You know, these guys are going to have to do more offensively without Devin Booker, who's out for at least a month. But I don't think there's any standouts here. Torrey Craig should see 30-plus minutes in competitive game. I mean, they've been starting Landill. I guess they could start small with maybe Lee or Okoji. Um, Don't get me started on on Dwayne Washington, man. The fact that he was like 35% owned last slate. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. That That was right up there with one of the worst plays of the season at that ownership, right? Because Dwayne Washington is strictly the backup to Chris Paul. So I tweeted that out. I was like, what, is everyone just expecting this game to blow out? Like, yes, Dwayne Washington's going to be productive when he's on the court. But he's not playing minutes alongside Chris Paul. So if Chris Paul plays 36 minutes, Dwayne Washington's only playing 12. Um, and the game blew out, so Dwayne Washington got some blowout run there at the end. But I, he was only on pace for 13 minutes, so the game did not blow out. So, like, I think uh, if he's going to be pretty popular again tomorrow... Uh, I will be full fading in tournaments. So I think he's complete fish food uh, at if he's popular. Now, if Dwayne Washington, again, it's all an ownership thing. If Dwayne Washington's like 1% tomorrow, then like I'm fine playing him. The fact that he was 35% owned that last slate, one of the worst plays, in my opinion, of the NBA DFS season. Um, all right, let's move on to Toronto. So Van Fleet uh, and Achua missed the game tonight. Um, I mean, minutes-wise, you can expect big minutes for Siakam, Barnes, and OG. Uh, if, if Van Fleet's out, I think all three look pretty solid. You know, Scotty Barnes will start at the point guard position. Um, Siakam will get a bump. OG Ananubi will look a little bit better. Uh, Garrett Trent Jr. did not start, but still saw a solid run off the bench. Now, the only downside with him is he's scoring dependent, but those four look pretty good. There's no Van Fleet. And then the two value plays that are probably interesting would be Boucher and Flynn. Uh, the minutes aren't updated, but Boucher, I think, played close to 20 minutes tonight. Again, he's a good point-per-minute guy, and he's sub-4K. And Malachi Flynn played a bit more. He's been, you know, pretty solid part of this rotation as well. So, Flynn, Boucher for value if there's no Van Fleet. And then the four main guys, I think, all look like pretty good plays. Lakers and uh, Atlanta Hawks. So, Anthony Davis obviously still out. LeBron James is questionable. 
Schroeder, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, probable. So LeBron James is in. I mean, I think LeBron himself and Westbrook are fine plays at the top. Um, I wouldn't say either priorities. Thomas Bryant against a big Atlanta Hawks front court in a competitive game, I would think probably plays close to 30 minutes. Value, I mean, even if LeBron plays, I think Reeves is fine. Um, he was awful last game. Now, if LeBron's out, then that changes things, right? Then Schroeder and Lonnie Walker look good. Then Pat Beverly Reeves look a lot better. Then Westbrook's going to have to do a lot more, even though he'll still come off the bench. So uh, LeBron news is pretty big. Last game was questionable. He did play, though. Moving on to Atlanta. So Capella's still out. Trey Young probable. DeAndre Hunter questionable. Um, as far as the two guards go, I like them both for tournaments. I would say neither priorities. Rodonovich feels priced about right. If there's no Hunter and they start Collins and Okongwu, then I, I like the front court here. You know, you get, saw Congo get in foul trouble two games ago. You saw John Collins get in foul trouble last game. So both these guys are uh, prone to foul trouble. But, you know, we've been seeing basically them stagger the minutes. So, like, when Okongwu's not on the court, Collins is playing. So, like, Collins is getting a lot of the backup five runs. So I think the front court probably my two favorite plays there for Atlanta. Detroit and Chicago, another team Detroit uh, is going to have no kill and Hayes out for three games. Hamdo Diallo got suspended. You might have Marvin Bagley back. So with Killian Hayes out, uh, I would think they start Alec Burks. I guess they could start Corey Joseph just because in situations like this, they've done that before. But um, yeah, I mean, Detroit actually looks pretty good if you think this game can stay competitive. Bojan Badanovich, like his ceiling, but again, relatively score independent. So he's not going to do a ton as far as the peripheral stats go. Jaden Ivey, I would think probably plays 30 plus minutes. Um, he's going to look a little bit better, in my opinion, without Killian Hayes. Jalen Dern's been playing extremely well, which has been great for my best ball teams. I got him uh, late. And uh, yeah, I think he's a solid play. But if Bagley's back, then like the minutes probably do tick down. So if Bagley plays, don't know if I can pull the trigger on Duran. Isaiah Stewart was horrific last game. Also, it was a different rotation. I was so pissed about that. Took his over fantasy points, and it was just a completely different rotation. But that's what I get for trusting the Pistons. Now, I think two very popular plays tomorrow are going to be Burks and Sadiq Bay. They both went for 50 fantasy points last game. Now, I would say both those performances are outliers. However, they're both cheap, and there's no Haze, there's no Diallo. If Bagley's out, too, I think you can feel pretty good about the minutes for Burks and Bay. So I do like them. We'll see what the ownership comes in. I, I think they're going to be extremely popular, but, um, yeah, do like Burks, do like Bay. I think Corey Joseph probably enters rotation, possibly starts. We'll see. So Detroit, definitely appealing team, but there is blowout risk here, right? This team is not great. We've got a Chicago. So Chicago, we got Patrick Williams questionable, Russo probable, Kobe White questionable. Um, I like the big three, DeRozan, Levine, Vooch. Um, I think they all look pretty good in a good matchup here. Um, with Caruso back, kind of takes I would assume out of play. Caruso himself, I would assume starts. If he starts, fair value play. And then Andre Drummond is always in play for tournaments for me. It's a little revenge spot for him. Um, good part per minute. It has him playing the backup five. And if Patrick Williams misses... Not sure what they would do with the starting lineup. Like, would they throw just another guard in there and go a little bit small? So I, I guess they could just go like Io, Russo, Levine, DeRozan, Vooch. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who would start if, if Pat Williams is out. Minnesota and Milwaukee. So Cat's still out for Minnesota. Slomo's been questionable for the last like three, four games. But I would think he's returning soon. Um, you know, Anthony Edwards and DeAndre Russell, they should play big minutes. And I think both are solid GPP plays. I wouldn't call either priorities, but you're just seeing like close to 40 minutes a game from both. Um, 
I mean, I've literally been saying this for years. How overrated Rudy Gobert is. I think I'm going to... I want to say it was like three or four years ago I started my, you know, just not liking Gobert. I thought he was extremely overrated. And now he's finally getting exposed. Because he's overrated. So they're closing games with my boy Nas Reed over Gobert. Uh, so Nas Reed a 4-9. I mean, I think it's a solid tournament play. Again, the minutes have been trending down in Gobert. McDaniels, if there's no slow-mo, I think it's a fair play in the mid-range if he can stay out of foul trouble. Has him playing relatively well. Don't mind taking a shot in a well in tournaments there at 4-3. Moving on to Milwaukee, can we also talk about this? Drew Holiday, also on my basketball team, was literally sick last week and missed like two games. How is he sick again? How often is this guy sick? Like, How is that possible to get sick last week and then sick again? Someone make it make sense. Yeah, Middleton out, Drew Holiday doubtful. So Giannis had in a combo is going to be massive chalk, as he should be. Um, he's going to play probably mid-30s minutes, going to do everything for the offense, and it's a good matchup. So I think Giannis looks great there at the top. I do like Bobby Portis in tournaments. He was one I took advantage of or mentioned really liking last slate, and it's happened the last couple times. Like Projection sites have been off on Portis. When you get one of a Drew or Middleton out, like the only projection for like 22, 22 minutes, I was like, I think Portis is going to play closer to that 30-minute mark. He played 28 minutes. And uh, yeah, like his ceiling for tournaments, Brooke Lopez looks better without those guys. I think he's a fair option there. Um, Grayson Allen, Pat Conton, Javon Carter, all playable. Um, you know, Grayson Allen should play around 30 minutes. Pat Conton was massive chalk and was a letdown last slate. But if he starts again, he's certainly playable. Javon Carter was also a letdown last slate. Um, those guys are still viable plays. Uh, George Hill actually like, closed over Javon Carter. I'm not sure we can expect that again. Uh, Philadelphia, New Orleans. So uh, we have Maxi. Looks like he's returning. Um, I don't think he'll play full minutes. So don't think we can get to Maxi, but definitely hurts the secondary options here for, for the 76ers. I really think the only guys that interested in would be Embiid and Harden. Probably a lean to Embiid over Harden, but that's really it with Maxi coming back. On the Pelican side, still no Ingram. Herb Jones, questionable. And we got Larry Nance, doubtful. So, um, with the top end guys, I think Zion's a fine tournament play. I think CJ's a bit overpriced for me. JV against a big front court against Philadelphia. Could see more minutes. Obviously, he's, uh, you know, could run into some foul trouble. But, you know, if you give me like 30, 35 minutes from JV, I think he's a solid tournament play. Trey Murphy's 5-2. Just kind of indifferent on him. I mean, with, with Nance doubtful, I'm not sure if they go to Hernan Gomez or Jackson Hayes as the backup. Um, both have been seeing, you know, minutes of late. So that would be the tricky part there of, like, if JV gets in foul trouble, I don't think it's clear who they would go to. So, um, yeah, I can't say with confidence who that would be. All right, last few games here, Miami, Denver. So Miami looks like everyone's going to be available. Jimmy Butler probable, Hero, Bam, Lowry all playing. Um, there's not much here, to be honest. I think Gabe Vincent at 3-6 is a fair value play. Last game started. Surprise how many minutes he played. He played 31 minutes. Um, he's going to shift back to the bench, obviously. But probably plays, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. But, yeah, a lot of these guys priced up from when, you know, Miami was shorthanded. So, really not much interest here on the Denver side. So, this one is hard to say right now because Murray, Gordon, and Bruce Brown all questionable. I mentioned uh, on Patreon last slate for Denver how I wanted to leave some room. I thought all the Golden State guys would rest. They didn't, but we did have all these Denver guys rest. So, like, we got Bones Highland at low ownership. He smashed. Um, we got some of these other value plays that were, like, pretty solid, too. So, 
And then Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic obviously are good too. Um, yeah, Jokic, either way, going to be a solid play. Uh, obviously, Giannis is going to be more popular than Jokic. But Jokic should be the pivot. Michael Porter Jr., if all these guys are out, going to look a little bit better. Bones Highland would be the priority, though, for me if all those guys are out. Would start, would most likely play over 30 minutes. KCP, you know, he never really changes. He's the 3D guy. Um, they did start Zeke Naji alongside Jokic. He played 31 minutes. Him and Kankar or Kanchar, I never know how you pronounce his name. Probably split those minutes of all those guys are out at the four. Um, you saw some some run for Christian Brown at 3-1. You saw Ish Smith play the backup point guard role. He played only 15 minutes, though. So, yeah, I mean, if all these guys are out, Denver's going to look pretty appealing. If they're all in, then, you know, just mainly the main guys, I'd say mainly just tournament plays. Portland and Golden State. So, let's see. See what happens when you finally give them normal minutes? You see? Why are we playing through Eubanks 20-plus minutes a night when you have the GOAT Bosnian Beast on your team? What are we doing? So, you finally give Nurkic minutes, 36 minutes. He goes for 70 fantasy points. Play him more. My goodness. Um, but, of course, in that game, I played Damian Lillard. He shot 5 of 18. Um, so that's no surprise. I also played Terry Rozier in that game. He shot, I believe it was 2 of 16. So great shooting from those two combined for me in that previous slate. But, yeah, Damian Lillard, like his, tur- like his upside in GPPs, obviously we saw a big game from Nurk last game. So Lillard was a little bit quiet. Uh, Jeremy Grant also had a massive game up for 61 fancy points. I mean, the starters are going to play a ton, right? And this is a good matchup. So, I think all five starters look pretty good. Um, you know, Hart, I would say, probably the easiest to get to since he's got shooting guard small forward eligibility and a sub-6K. But like the ceiling on Lillard, like the ceiling on Grant and Nurkic. Um, so, yeah, there's a good amount to like here for uh, the Blazers. Not much interest in the bench for me. On the Golden State side, so still no Steph, still no Wiggins. DiVincenzo and Draymond Green are probable. I just know this is going to be the game that Jordan Poole finally doesn't shoot awful. I took his over points at 27. Uh, he shot 7 of 22. I went for 26. It just, uh, that's what that's I'm saying. It's just been the way it's been going for me over the last like, week. But um, Poole, like his upside in tournaments, Clay Thompson. Also, if he hits a shot, fine in GPPs. I think Draymond, probably the safest option, should play mid-30s minutes in competitive game. A guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Even Chenzo should also play 30-ish minutes. I think he's a fine option. Looney, Mid 20s minutes, decent value play. Not a ton of interest in the bench, guys. Mingo's too pricey. Jerome's been playing well for this team. Um, you know, he played a bit more last game, so they were, they were more shorthanded. So I guess if I had to pick someone off the bench, it probably would be a 3.8K tie Jerome. And finally, Utah and Sacramento. So good matchup here for the Jazz. Markkinen, Clarkson, like the ceiling of both them. Back-to-back 50 bombs there for Markkinen. Uh, Clarkson should play mid-30s minutes. Those two look solid. The front court's just there with like Olenek and Vanderbilt. Kessler shifted back to the bench. Still played 20 minutes, though. Conley, I mean, 33 and 32 minutes over the last couple games. I think he's like a fine cash play. I don't love his ceiling, though. Beasley, minutes have been ticking down. He got Sexton back as well. So really outside of like Markinen and Clarkson, not a ton that I love. Maybe Conley would be my next favorite play. Finally, Sacramento. So my boy, Saponis. Played through a broken thumb and sold for 56 fantasy points. So he has been playing extremely, extremely well. I like him for tournaments. Um, you know, doesn't look like that thumb affected him too much. Can I also talk about this, though? Let me. Right. 
How is this possible? De'Aaron Fox, without DeMontis Sabonis, two games ago, only plays 30 minutes. I was like, oh, I really like Fox. He gets a usage bump without Sabonis. He's going to look good. He only played 30 minutes. The next night with Sabonis back, he plays 37. I'm just like, is that just not DFS in a nutshell? Play him two, two games ago. For some reason, only plays 30 minutes in competitive game. The next night, when you have your, your other star back, plays seven more minutes. Couldn't believe it. But yeah, with Sabonis back, Fox more of his sec- secondary play. Secondary plays in the wings, too, with Herter, Barnes, and Murray. I mean, the ceiling's always there with Monk, like we saw it last game, but most of the time he's, you know, got to settle in that 20 to 25 fantasy point range. But ceiling is there, so he's always playable in, in tournaments. But yeah, guys, so that's going to wrap up the video. If you have been enjoying the DFS contest, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. See you guys in the next one.